Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show that never ends because just takes we long love hiatuses. It. it just takes a break every once in a while, but it never ends. And that's because we love you guys so damn much. Um, welcome to From the Outside Looking In, a show about everything, a show about nothing, a show about the good, a show about the bad, a show about and the ugly. Right, A show about big trouble in Little China, a show about little trouble in Big China, a show about me, a show about you, a show about eh, whatever. You know the deal. We talk about movies and books and comics and on music and sports and all sorts of other shit. We talk about beer, whiskey, anything that we like, and that's because, again, we like you so damn much. I am your very rambling host today uh andy liascos with me as always the seals to my croft mr <laughs> patrick banis 10 minutes 10 minutes later <laughs> 10 minutes later and i hit him with the seals and croft intro which is great summer breeze makes me feel fine i mean actually it's it's like early january and it actually has felt like summer breeze Oh, I mean, it's been unbelievable. It's been 65 degrees here in Philadelphia. I don't know about uh, you in Pittsburgh, Pat, but it's it's been insanely warm. Uh, 60, it was uh, Saturday, it was uh, 70 degrees. Jeez. I, I had every window in the house open. Like, literally, every single window in the house was open because that it is, was so beautiful. That's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I was taking down Christmas decorations uh this weekend in just like jeans and a t-shirt and it's not and 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 unlike and i don't know if that's really different than any other year when i take down christmas decorations just because i'm lazy and sometimes it's march no i'm just kidding uh but i mean it was just crazy just being out and enjoying my time taking down the christmas decorations which was fantastic yeah it was it's pretty wild so i you know i'm guessing that we're gonna see like warmest january on record or warm you know warmest january in a long time or something i mean it's it's barely chilly, so I, I don't know what to say. It's insane. I, I mean, could you imagine if climate change wasn't a hoax, where we'd right. be at right now? Oh, my goodness. Chilly. Chillier. Oh, my, oh my goodness. I wouldn't have the Telling windows me. open. That's yeah, for no, sure. for sure. Yeah, that's for damn sure. I like that. Pat, uh, you got a whole new uh, recording set up there over at Full Spectrum Studio B. I know. It's like it looks it really looks professional over here, you know. All things considered, so I, I don't know how it's going to sound. I mean, I hope it's going to, I hope it's going to work out well. But I mean, it looks, it looks kind of legit over here. No, that's awesome. And you know what? Looks are ninety percent of it. Why don't we take a little uh, 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 picture of a f- full spectrum studio? Be put it up on oh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I can do. Yeah, it. I can totally do that. We should do that. And then also, I, I think our fans should let us know. Um, how would you guys feel about a from the outside looking in 
Instagram. What? Nothing but what we can do that. I, I I figured it out. We can make it happen. So that's a that's a conversation Pat and I will take offline, but we'll make that happen. More social media stuff coming to you 2020. And happy new year, by the way, everybody. I like I like that you went with we're gonna take this offline. It's like we just had a corporate business meeting. You know what, uh, Andy? Uh, I think we should take that offline. And, you know what? Ta- um, table that, and we'll take it <laughs> offline. <laughs> and uh, synergy. And oh wait, hold on. This is this is this is synergy right here. Hold on. All right, that Ooh. was pretty. That was pretty good. Ooh, nice. We'll, we'll nice. see how that picks up. I, I see a crack. I see a spike in the uh, recording uh, in the track. That's this good. Is, Spikes are is, good. This is the Evil Twin Brewing Molotov Light IPA. Ooh. Imperial IPA. That always makes it better. Um, I am not drinking. I had a beer earlier today. I'm not having another one, but I had the uh, the Founders CBS. Mm, so CB- oh, is that a breakfast stout? That is a breakfast stout that has been conditioned in Canadian whiskey barrels. Uh, so, so the KBS is a breakfast stout that's been conditioned in Kentucky bourbon barrels. The CBS, a little bit more rare, conditioned in Canadian whiskey barrels with uh, a little bit of maple syrup in there. Look, look at you. When you drink, you want it to taste like two different alcohols. Oh, that's 100% correct. I don't, have time for, I don't have time for fucking around. That's absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> Oh, I gotta try this here because this is gonna be good. I oh, that is real good. That is real good. This is another one of those um, uh, fantasy football draft beer swaps that I've like. It's been in the back of the beer fridge, and I've really been trying to like empty out the beer fridge to like re up. You know, it's like my New Year's resolution is like refresh the beer fridge. So. How's that working out for you? Uh, slowly but surely good. The other day I had a, this a bottle of uh, I think it's called Americana Soul. It's a it's this it's this husky bottle of Brazilian beer. It's like a pretty standard you know like a pretty standard pilsner you know. Okay. But it was like I think it was like a dollar at like the beer the beer distributor. Nice. So like I'm gonna try this. No no you know I'm I'm worldly. My palate is worldly. Yes, of course. You are a sophisticated man. Is a sophisticated beer for a sophisticated man. That's right. That's right. So we can't use Billy D. Williams on this because he's already taken for Colt 45. Yeah, sophisticated exactly. Sophisticated men like Colt 45, too. What are you going to do? I, I I can't disagree with that, right? Like, yeah. it's a pretty solid offering. <laughs> so, Pat, a uh, question for you, bud. What's going on in the world today? Well, I want to tell you a tale about uh, venture capitalism. Okay. Or what happens when Patrick backs Kickstarter? Hmm. Okay. So, so back in the day, and this might even be before we met. Like this, it, it was this. This was this far in the past. Uh, I saw an ad for this thing called the Coolest Cooler. It was, uh, it was a cooler. It was on wheels. It had uh, a handle, um, a strap that you could strap stuff to the top to the to the top of the cooler. 
It had a Bluetooth speaker, a blender, a knife and a plate that was under the lid. It had a bottle opener that had a magnetic catch. It was insane. And I was like, you know what? I am. I want in on this. This is a great idea. I am going to back this Kickstarter. How could this go wrong? So I think I was like number 42,000. I was like backer number like 42,000 or some shit. At the time, and this was this was August of 2014. At the time, it was the most backed Kickstarter in history. Uh, it generated like 13 million dollars in backer revenue. Whatever oh, you want nice. to call it, you know, right. revenue. I don't know. Whatever venture venture <coughs> capital. Sure. So this guy out in Oregon starts it up. He. Um, you know, they go through some production issues. They figure out that the blender motor could be better, so they upgrade the blender motor. They figure out the speaker could be a little better. They upgrade upgrade the speaker. Um, of course, they're doing all this in China. Um, so at some point during this process, a- after delays and stuff, it's like they blew through like all the money. And nice. so. I, I, I'm not even sure. I feel like a third of the backers actually got a a cooler, which was like, you know, the, your reward. So this is the thing. Right. It's a reward, right? It's not like a guarantee, but, you know, you know, they kind of make it sound like, you know, you're going to get something if you if you back this. We're not going to we're, we're not going to screw this up and piss away all the money and go bankrupt. So gotcha. Like 30,000 backers didn't get a cooler. So a bunch of people in Oregon started a class action lawsuit um, <coughs> where this guy actually lives. And so I, I wasn't really super aware of this class action lawsuit. So people that were involved in the class action lawsuit, um, they had an option of like, I think you pay like 100 bucks and they would make sure that you got a cooler like right away. And I was like, well, I'm not paying more money. I'm not throwing good money after bad. So I'm not doing, I'm not doing something like that. So right. we, you know, a lot of people saw that they were selling coolers on Amazon. They were selling coolers at like Cabela's and, um, you know, stuff like that. So over the years, uh, a, a number of us have been on like a Facebook group that has been like these, you know, we're like the people that got stiffed. And so we've been kind of like, you know, hey, is this ever going to happen? So finally, like last month, we get an, uh, an email and it's like, hey, we're shutting it down. Like, hey, I tried, and then he totally went shut all it in. Damn. Yeah, shut. <laughs> he totally went all in on like blaming the 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 Trump tariffs. Which, oh yeah, of course. Which makes sense because you know he's buying all he's he's having this you know made and manufactured in China. So this is your you know this is what happens when you have it. not only not only is it a pain in the ass to get it back and forth, right? It's you know you're you're you know now you're subject to all this you know. Whatever, what trade war, whatever. So he like gotcha. went all in on gotcha. blaming this, and he was like, "We're shutting it down." And you know, per the per the class action lawsuit, uh, everybody that didn't get a cooler, like the twenty thousand people that didn't get a cooler, we'll give you like twenty bucks. Give us your banking information. Go to this yeah. portal and give us your banking information. I was like, yeah. hell no. Hell yeah. no, I'm not nah, giving you that. Nah, I'm yeah. good. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, hard pass, bro. So, um, you know, uh, this is like my third or fourth Kickstarter. And, uh, I, you know, they, they, are, they are come and go, right? Some are good, some are bad. I, I just got done backing one that was uh, a sweatshirt. 
and it was made from recycled plastic bottles and coffee grinds. Totally weird. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so even I eat. I got I got two. One for me and one for Eve. So we get these things, and they're actually pretty damn awesome. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Super warm. Um, you know, lots of neat pockets. Um, you know, it's it, and and the, the so the coffee grinds are supposed to help with like odor removal. Like if you get stinky, apparently it's supposed to like help. But okay, like, like when we first put those things on, it was a freaking sauna up in here. It was they were so warm. Um, but over time, I've, I've kind of adjusted, so now they're like super comfortable. So that was like a thing that actually worked, right? So sometimes these things actually work. Um, uh, Eve, um, you know, my heterosexual domestic life partner. Uh, she backed the Kickstarter for uh, the Veronica Mars movie. I don't know how many people watched the, Ver- the Veronica Mars TV show. I guess it was on the CW. Uh, it was... Um, Nothing but quality content on Nothing the CW. Nothing but quality content. What's her name? I can't remember her name. Um, yeah, no, Kristen fair enough. Bell. I'm, Kristen Bell. Sure. Okay. And so, so a lot of people wanted to see them them take this to the big screen. So she like was part of a Kickstarter group that contributed like a ton of money. They actually made a movie. It went to theaters. I have a DVD. It's in a box somewhere. So like these things do work. Um, but there are things where like they can fail and when they fail, you lose out on money. But I had written this off years ago. I mean, it's been, it's been five and a half years and I'd spent 250 bucks that I'm never going to get back. So, you know, this is the lesson, you know, sometimes when you invest and you haven't, you're doing it on, uh, I don't want to say it's uneducated, but you're, you're, you know, you're doing it on a promise. You, there are no guarantees. Okay. so, and it happens. So if can we, don't... we uh, so so speaking of of Kickstarters for uh, obscure movies, right? Like the Veronica Mars one. Okay. Should we get? Um, now I'm so I'm, I'm going way off the rails on this, right? But I, I'm pretty sure this movie has never been released, right? Troll three. Uh, no, but that would be uh, that would be pretty good. Um, well, you know what? I, maybe it has been released. The the day the clown cried. What's that? Oh my god! The day, the day the, the, cl- the clown know. cried. The day the clown cried. Oh my god! Um, I don't. I don't know if it's been released yet. So at one point, I know that the movie had never been released, right? Like it wound up on the cutting room floor. It's completely made, right? It was made in 1972. It's a, it's a weird Swedish drama. That, oh, uh, this. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know. This is the Jerry Lewis thing. Was this? Yes, this is the Jerry Lewis movie. Yeah, was can it... we get a kickstart? Started to get the Day the Clown Cried with Jerry Lewis. Get a screening of that. Is didn't that possible? This, didn't this thing have no, um, was it all, wasn't it all like subtitles or something? I, I believe it was subtitled. And if you remember, again, we're going way off the rails, and I'll, I'll stop this in a second. <laughs> but the premise of the movie is Jerry Lewis is in a concentration camp. Um, and yeah, so he's a, he's a Jewish uh, Holocaust prisoner of the concentration camp. But he is also a clown. And they use him in almost a Pied Piper kind of way 
for the clown to lure children into the gas chamber. And that's what this entire movie is about. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, how incredibly fucking dark is that? This is the... I mean, it's insensitive even then. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 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 not made to be, like, a comedy, right? Like, this is sort of, like, what he does to survive in... Uh, the 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 Holocaust camp that he's in. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, there there were there were actual there were actual people in the Holocaust camp who like who were like uh, like minstrels or whatever, and they. I mean, it wasn't that they, they didn't get suckered into leading kids to a gas chamber. That's insane. But um, uh, yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, it had like uh, you know like the, like people did what they could to try and keep people's spirits up. This is just warped to like. A yeah, terrible... Jerry Lewis is like, I wish I never made this movie. I mean, and so it's sort of this this weird Hollywood legend of of, of the of the day the clown cried, and how it, it was never released, even though it's completely done, it's completely scored. It's I mean, like it is a finished movie. Here we go, here we go. So I just found, I just used the Google machine. Check this out. Okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. Um, despite despite Jerry Lewis's statements in interviews, he'd never that he had arranged for the film never to be screened. There are reports that he donated a copy of the film to the Library of Congress in 2015 under the stipulation that it was not to be screened before June of 2024. So Ooh. you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I don't know how disturbing this movie could possibly be. And it's Jerry Lewis. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't know why that popped in my head when we, when you were talking about Kristen Bell on the CW and Veronica Mars, and and like you know, started getting a Kickstarter to get this movie made. Uh, I could have went with like Constantine or something like that, but I went the day the crown, clown cried. Oh my gosh, this this yeah. is too this is too good. We should do uh, a show at some point and do do a uh, um, uh, a, a little bit more digging on the on the day the clown cried. Oh my and, gosh, yeah. And, and maybe maybe we'll do like a Hollywood urban legends kind of show, and and that'll be part of it. I am pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that uh, if we took this to uh, Kickstarter, even as a lark. Like even as a freaking goof, um, it would bring all the kinds of bad publicity to our show that we need to get our listener count over twelve. Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> to take us to that next level, we're gonna yeah. We need to get above twelve. We need to go above and beyond, and to do that, controversy. Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. We're doing a Kickstarter to get the day the clown cried, which again is is you know like it, it's meant to be a very sad drama, and I'm sure it is. Um, but man, it's it's a, it's a weird take, right? Yeah, I mean, oh man, we need to do some Watergate shit and break into the Library of Congress and get a hold of this freaking copy. Yeah, well, I mean, if anybody can, I mean, I think if you and I put our heads together. And uh, we can um, somehow get. Uh, we need a crew. We need a crew. A hundred percent. We need a crew. This is gonna and, be like Ocean's Fifteen. Yes, and I think the leader of that crew needs to be Nicolas Cage, because. Oh! 
<laughs> if National Treasure has taught me anything, if we get Nicolas Cage and Tom Hanks together, we're getting this movie. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Again, I'm sorry I took us way far off the tracks there. Wow, that but went it, weirder than I thought it was going to get, but, yeah, but it, I but like it. Popped it. In my head, I, it popped in my head, and I couldn't ignore it. Yeah. Just wow, wow. I don't know what I what I put what I post this episode. I don't know what I would put the description as. The boys try to enlist Nicolas Cage and Tom Hanks to steal the day the clown cried oh, from the Library of Congress. The day the clowns plotted. Yes. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. All right. Well, that was. I yeah, like no. it. So. Uh, so do you want to move on to our first of two mixed media? Speaking of movies, do you want to move on to our first of two mixed media moments today? Two mixed media moments. Today. That's how much oh, yeah. we love our listeners. That That's we right. Bam, bam, double shot. Double shot, mixed media moments. Mixed media moment one where we're talking about books and movies and TV like shows. And stuff and 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 possibly. Some, oh, crap. Wow. <laughs> You caught me off guard, man. I needed to lean I, into that, and you. Know? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I just wanted. I wanted to sing the song and keep the show moving. You know. I could not riff fast enough. Oh my god, yeah, no. We'll 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 get back into that. Oh my god, I got a perfect topic for when we do get into that. So I'll I'll bring that up in a production meeting. But yeah. uh, we'll get it. Well, we're gonna get into the whole thing here. All right. We're gonna have right. a, we're gonna have a very heavy episode coming up really soon. Oh my. So so this is like. Um, you know, usually, usually when when we do some Star Wars stuff, we get like pretty all gung ho about it. So I don't know if we're like, I think th- this is gonna be a roller coaster of emo- emotions today. Like this is like we're gonna be up, we're gonna be down, we're gonna be sideways. We've already talked about the day the clown died. I mean, I don't even know where we go. I don't know where we go from here, but I, I will tell you the the I I am super pumped for our Star Wars conversation, and for me, it is nothing but highs. Okay. Okay. I mean, a few, a few, a few like mas, but nothing but highs. And hence the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, right. It's but it's not a lot of valleys, right? It's 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 a, it's a lot of raises and then like kind of a slight dip and then you raise back up, right? Yeah, I don't know if there are peaks um, and or valleys here, but so so yeah. this is. This is Star Wars The Return of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Is this the Return or the Rise? Is it The Rise. This is the Rise, the Rise of Skywalker. This is how much I care. Yeah, this is when Luke walks in and they go, Ooh, is that the Rise of Skywalker I'm seeing there? <laughs> if I, um, yeah, that's that's, my, that's where we need to go. Seventies, yeah, seventies so porn. I, I was porn immediately parodies. like, I was immediately sad that I didn't bring like a, a yellow like notebook and 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 a pen with me to like take notes on all this. But yes, no, but I'm excited to talk to you about it. Uh, okay. Because we, we, we talked uh, a little bit on the phone via text. Uh, uh, besides the show, Pat and I are friends in real life. Um, <laughs> so, I believe I know. Yeah, yeah, so we do, we do communicate from time to time. And um, we, we're of differing opinions on the rise of Skywalker. Uh, or, I mean, I don't know if we're that differing, but I am in the camp of this movie was fucking awesome. Um, and I think you're in the camp of this movie was meh. 
Yeah, see, I just, I so disagree with that. I so disagree with that. But I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first, and then I will, I will, I will rebuttal. The whole thing. So this is this is my, the problem, right? So I feel like this whole trilogy was kind of set up to fail because it, it, it's clear they didn't really have an overarching um, plot, and so you know after you know like J.J. Abrams has to come in and pick up this steaming pile of shit that Ryan Johnson left behind. And so it's like, you know, he's going to take that pile of shit and he's going to shove it into a box and he's got to strangle it with a bow. And he's got to be like, here, this is what this is. This is, this is what it looks like now. This is, this is it. And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it, there are, there's bad, there's good. There's things that I'm not going to blame necessarily on anybody in, in particular. There was not enough lens flare, in my opinion. I was expecting <laughs> you, more. <laughs> yeah. you, I think if you're going to blame anybody, you blame Ryan Johnson um, for making a steaming pile of shit called The Last Jedi. Um, right. And, and, and just doing so many things against Star Wars canon. And so I really think that, to a certain extent, J.J. Abrams had to be like, no, Leia flew through space because she was a Jedi. We didn't say it, right? But, like, here it is. Here's a quick, you know what I mean? So I think there, yes, there is a lot of, like, I had to go back and I had to fix what yeah, went and, wrong. And, and right? so this, like, is the, this is the thing. Like, a third of the movie was reshot. That's yeah, a no, lot. A third, yeah, no, a third of the movie was reshot, for sure. It, it is a lot. And, uh, and a lot of it was changed because Carrie Fisher died. Right, like so, you had to change Allegedly. some. Allegedly, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think, I think it was. You know what I mean? Because it didn't make a lot of sense for. And oh, oh spoilers, right? But, you know, whatever. You should know that by now. Um, but it didn't make a lot of sense for like Han Solo to appear again to Ben, right? Right. Like, didn't necessarily make a lot of sense for that uh, to happen. But I think they would have used Carrie Fisher had Carrie Fisher been alive. Right. Like now that makes more sense as Carrie Fisher goes lay down to lay down to get Ben's attention. And Ben hears her say his name and then he turns and, and Han Solo's there because Harrison Ford's alive and Carrie Fisher's not. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I, I think there's some elements of that there. There's a lot of elements of like, OK, I, I have to go back and I have to to address some of these egregious things that Johnson had done in his script, right? Like, I mean, it's very purposeful that when Ray takes the lightsaber and throws it into the burning wreckage of the TIE fighter, right, that that's when Luke's force goes, appears, grabs, you know, catches a lightsaber in midair and is like, a Jedi doesn't disrespect his weapon, right? Because that's the first thing that Johnson did was have Luke toss over, you know, toss... the Like, you know, his father's lightsaber over his shoulder, like, it meant nothing to him, right? Like... Yeah, right. You know, like so yeah, there's are there's some of these things that are are are, are contrived and forced. Yeah. I um, mean, there was there was a point there's a point where it looked like they were going to kill off everything that was old, right? So it was like, you know, kill C3PO, is... kill Chewbacca. Yeah, right, right exactly. But right. then they didn't do that. Like I like that they stopped that. You know what I mean? Then they're like, "Yeah, we get it. We don't have to kill all the old people, right?" Like yeah, like know, I was like, I was I was in a spot where I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker yeah, He's... right. No, 100%. And then he didn't kill Chewbacca, and I was happier than a fucking clown, right? <sighs> like, I was like, that's that makes me really happy. Um, but some of the things that I, I, I really enjoyed about this, um, 
as rushed as the plot kind of was, right? Um, and as 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 as, as, as sort of um, minuscule as some characters' motivations seemed, like you know, General whatever his name was, the redheaded guy. You know what I mean? Oh, who was who, 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 who? Yeah, yeah, right. Who he's the spy, and it's like I I, I mean I kind of like that he was like I really don't care about your rebellion or anything. I just don't want. Kylo Ren to win. I just don't want that dude to win. Fuck. That I like dude. that petting. I really appreciate that pettiness. Yeah, right. Because I feel like that fits his character, even though it's kind of rushed and 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 drives the story quickly, right? Um, uh, so some of the things. Um, although I I think when Ray faced her um, her dark side self. Like similar to how Yoda did in the Clone yeah, Wars, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like I felt like that was really cool imagery, and it looked really cool, and her lightsaber was fucking badass, right? Um, uh, kind, kind of two really cool things there. Her lightsaber was a, a dual bladed lightsaber that yeah. like pendul- pendulumed in the middle, which is very similar to the lightsabers that the Jedi Temple Guardians used in the Clone Wars. Uh, and then at the end, we see Le- uh, Ray build her lightsaber and her lightsaber is yellow which was the color of the jedi temple guardian lightsabers in the clone wars and the color of the uh the jedi sentinel uh so it was cool to see some of that kind of stuff from the clone wars come in um so i i appreciate that i appreciate like i like the sith lore and sith legends uh so seeing that uh, brought more to life. I thought it was cool. Snoke as a clone, kind of meh. You know, what I mean, like I, I wasn't yeah, so crazy what, about. So, so here was the thing. Like they in the in the scrolling, you know, marquee at the beginning, they totally gloss over Snoke completely. And then you have the Emperor, who you know, this is one of the things that you know, this like burns my biscuits. Is like, like I watched the Emperor die. That was in my youth. Like, yeah, no, I, I did too. And so you have to do a better job of, and I understand the lore of like, you know, trying to trying to keep yourself alive and, and that whole thing. Like I, I get that to a degree, but you need to do a better job of, of selling that, right? Yeah, I, I, I think they should have really sold that more. They just kind of like briefly mentioned that Sith alchemy involves cloning, right? Like that they, they, there was like a, a brief mention of that. And then that was, that was it. Right. Right. Like so less, I think they should less. have done a, a better backstory on Palpatine still being alive and, and how that happened, but it's not beyond the, the realm of possibility, right? Like he gets thrown down that big shaft. Right. But in empire, Luke falls down a very similar shaft. You know, he hit, we see him hit a tube and slide out and all that. And I'm not saying necessarily that happened to Palpatine or not. Right. Um, but also within star Wars canon, uh, in Phantom Menace, the only good part is the lightsaber duel. And we see Darth Maul cut in half. Right. But he survived that as well, right? So he comes back in Clone Wars, right? He survived it in Clone Wars. Uh, then he's in Rebels and uh, uh, a cameo at the end of uh, Solo, a Star Wars movie, right? There's a there's a Darth Maul cameo in there. Yeah, it gets to be a um, bit much. Let the characters just die. But, like, yes, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for, like, I, I, I enjoyed, I liked the... Uh, the kind of the Sith planet, and I, I liked that creepy, dark, uh, you know, zombie emperor, and 
and I kind of liked all that stuff. Um, I hate having to suspend my disbelief that this ragtag bunch of ships can suddenly show up in this like forbidden planet or 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 solar system or whatever and defeat like a gazillion dark star destroyers or something. I'm like, come on, man. Like these yes, star destroyers yeah. all have fleets of TIE fighters on them and this ragtag bunch of ships just defeats them all. Man, come on. Like how 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 is it like the Keystone Cops? Like the Imperial, like the Imperial, like <laughs> right, armies, right. all Keystone Cops. And how like overpowered are force powers in this trilogy alone? Right, like everybody's oh, yeah. force powers are so fucking strong. The Emperor's shooting down fucking battle cruisers <sighs> with his force lightning. That's a little bit much. <laughs> Wait, was this, not pre, say- was this pre or post uh, draining? This it was post training, post training okay, okay. for sure. Yeah, so I mean, whatever. Okay, cool. But I mean, still, it, it's it's extremely overpowered. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. I get when we went from the original trilogy to the prequels, right? Like, we got enhanced force powers. A because the technology was better, actors were better, fight scenes were better, right? But they used it as sort of like, but this was the Jedi in their prime, right? This is what the Jedi looked like in their prime. It's not, you know, Obi-Wan being weak. Their connection to the force is is stronger and yada, 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 right? So right, right. I, I, I can accept that as... Um, a, a viable explanation, right? Um, in this trilogy, I mean, everybody is so goddamn overpowered, um, they're, they're, and there's no explanation for it. Um, I, I don't necessarily hate it. I just think it's something to be brought up. It's not what I was used to. Um, you know, there's a ton of new force powers that are introduced, not necessarily like an, projecting an yourself shirtless. Yeah. Projecting. Yeah. Projecting yourself hey shirtless and everything. Yeah. Like one of the worst <laughs> things that I really did not like was the, you know, like there was no need for the kiss at the end between, um, Kylo no, see, Ren. At- this is the thing that whole, that whole weird, uh, love affair was totally forced. It didn't make sense. Yes, I agree. Like he wants to turn her, she wants to turn him, but she's never heard about it. like she like her backstory. She doesn't show any any knowledge or interest of of Jedi lore at all. But here she's you know two movies ago she's talking about turning people and then they're doing right. this thing and then they're gonna kiss and they're like healing each other. I'm like come on, do you know like I don't I, every every single every single love. Uh, arc in this movie, in this trilogy in particular, was incredibly forced and super annoying. I don't want to see Poe's ex-girlfriend with her helmet on. I don't right. want to. I don't want to know any about this. The whole Lando thing at the end with that with, with this girl who. At, oh, at, do you know? Who, do you know who that? Do you know I who know that who was? I know who it is, but on its face, initially, that whole scene came off mega creepy, and then I was like, oh. Okay, yeah. I get it. Okay, I get it. It's Lando's daughter, yada yada. Oh no, I don't I don't know about any of that, about it being Lando's daughter or anything like that. Oh yeah. Do you know who the do you know who the actress that played Poe's um uh uh ex ex girlfriend or whatever? Do you know who that the is? The one in the helmet, I don't know. That's Carrie Russell, man. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well that's the I, helmet. I, I sort of, I sort of did enjoy, like at the end when they won, and he was like, you know, he did like the shrug, like, yeah, you want to go this way, and she's like, nah, dude. She's like, nah, dude. Uh, yeah, like I thought, I thought that was funny, right? And you know, kudos to to Disney for uh, and, and Star Wars for finally having the first same sex couple 
uh, in the Star Wars know, trilogy. Every, and so you know what? It's such it was such a swerve at the end, man. I thought like everybody was so hoping it was going to be like Poe and Finn, and it was just these two random women that were like kind of walking by and passing, and then at the end yeah. they're kissing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way to really skirt your way around that one. Like, oh um, man, come on, everybody. Uh, you know what so I really invested. loved about? You know what I really loved about this one though? Fuck Rose. Like, fuck that. Fuck her. Fuck her whole story. She had like a minute and 20 seconds in this movie, and I was like, that's perfect. Fuck Rose. She kill doesn't kill, matter. Yo. Kill a kill, yeah. yo. Um, yo. Yeah, so, yo. you know what? There's a, there's a lot of people who are, like, upset about this, and I think that when you look at this criticism um, from a wide angle, it looks like they are primarily upset from a uh, a racial view right so this was you know his the first you know non strictly white woman that was in this movie blah 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 here's the problem her character was terrible the yes. the Casino Royale MacGuffin story arc oh, was a God, total so waste of an terrible. hour. It had no business being in the movie. Everybody that everybody that pans this character and look, we've discussed this before. None of us, right? None of us, none of us rational, critically thinking adults are supporting all of the like internet hate that she got that she like had to shut down her social media. Oh about. yeah, 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 right, right. Like I'm that's looking, unfair. We're looking. It's totally unfair, and we're looking at this from a critical view. We're saying, hey, look. In terms of, we get you know basically seven hours in three films. I need this to like fucking blow my mind. And you send me on this this useless MacGuffin where she goes from hating, you know, her sister died, and she's like, I hate the I hate the Imperial, you know, forces, and yeah. I want I want revenge. And then she like falls for this person that doesn't even really recognize that she's there. And yeah, oh, it was. It was- it was it, terrible. It was I terrible. Mean, her, her, her character development was terrible. The acting was not that strong. But, you know, again, you're you're only able to do with what, you know, you're only able to play with what you got, right? Right. And, like, it, the, the character from the ground up was just terrible. So it's nothing against her. It's nothing against her as a woman or or, or, or a, a minority woman on top yeah. of that, right? I mean, I feel, like, bad. Like, I feel really bad for her that this was, like, this was her first acting gig. Yeah, and it was no, universally sure. shit on, and it's not necessarily her fault. Like we did, like she wasn't like a terrible actress, like. Right. Uh, but she was playing a she was playing a bad role. And she there's, was. And there's there's nothing you can do with it. You know what I mean? Right. It was poorly um, written, and it was it was terribly laid out, and you know it, it just didn't work. And I'm glad they just got rid of it and and gave me more. And here's the thing that I'm I'm upset about that we'll find out more about later. I wanted even more of the Sith planet stuff that included, rumor has it, rumoring innuendo is suggesting there is a Matt Smith, uh, a.k.a. Doctor Who, uh, character who is a... um, uh, Time Lord? No, 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 he's not a Time Lord. He is is an Emperor's... He's one of the Emperor's, like... um, it's a rule of two thing. It's uh, oh, okay. You know, there's a word uh, I'm looking for and uh, I can't find it. Apprentice. At the apprentice. Arr! Okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. a, apparently there is a there is a scene that didn't make the final cut where he is involved in like a lightsaber duel with like Ray and Ben and I'm like I want that. Yeah. No. That's I, I would what I want more of. Hundred percent like that. 
I, w- I would have liked to seen the Knights of Ren fight a little bit more, like seeing them were cool. Um, seeing them use old weapons too, um, and not lightsabers was also pretty cool. That, that used to be an old Sith practice, right? Okay. Um, I read somewhere, like, you know, like when you're in the, 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 you know, like in the movie, when you're in Palpatine's throne room, right? And there's all those Sith, right? And, and they're, they're, you know, it's like an entire stadium of Sith, right? It's and like somebody, the, uh, it's like the, um, the, the Senate. Yeah, right, exactly. And, um, and somebody was like, if there's only two Sith Lords, right? Like per thing, like how are there that many? And I'm like, Okay, if that's your argument, that's terrible. You that's don't know pro- Star. Uh, you basic, don't know Star Wars. You basically, know, it, it, that like, is a. I think that's a projection. I don't even think that that's like legit. I think that that is like, um, it is. It is basically like spirit projection of former Sith. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah. It, it that's exactly what it is. And like, but like, even I, I think this person misunderstood the rule of two. Right, yeah, like yeah, the the rule of two was established by Darth Bane a thousand years before the Phantom Menace, right? Like that's right. when the rule of two started. Before that, there was a shit ton of uh, of Sith acolytes, right? And like, like they it was it was like the same as the Jedi Temple. There was a ton of them, right? And then Darth Bane was like, saw all the infighting and shit. Was like, nope, only two from now on, right? A master and an apprentice, right? Yeah. So, but before that, there was like you know my my. My favorite Sith Lord predates uh, the rule of two, um, and I just and it's mainly because he he looks cool and he could like kill planets. Um, but, but this is where good. so so there is, and this is this is a great way to wrap this because I don't want to go too far back and forth on on you know whether we hated it or loved it or whatever. I mean, you know, we have differing opinions, and I, and I totally appreciate that, and it 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 makes for a great uh, it makes for a great conversation. But so. Sure. Th- the franchise now, where do we go? There's talk of an old Republic movie. Um, yes, and, and not an old Republic movie, a high Republic movie. Okay. Yeah. But, so what is the difference? So the old Republic um, would predate the rule of two, right? Um, the high Republic uh, is between the 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 old republic and the last days of the republic that we see in um phantom menace clone wars that we see in the prequels that's like the last days of the high republic so it'd be it'd be the early days of the high republic before yoda is uh the grandmaster of the the order but is I, i believe he's still a master of the order so we're still within the rule of two the old republic exists before the rule of two Okay, so we might get some Darth Plagueis. Um, who, who knows? Or we might not get a lot of Jedi Force stuff at all. You know what I mean? I think it's it's a wonderful opportunity to talk about um, uh, um, so there's there's the, a, the Mandalorian and maybe do the the war between the Jedi and the Mandalore. There's a, a small contingent of us on the internet who are super pulling for uh, a Revan movie um and where there's already been like discussion where we, there, people think that you could we could get keanu reeves to play oh, that to play role. darth play darth Re- revan yeah yeah right. that would be cool so because yeah. he looks he looks the part and i think that we could you know people would make that work and, and everybody loves keanu reeves, reeves so it's like why not so like that's yeah, something I, 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 I don't care i fucking love keanu reeves exactly and, 
so I'll, I'll end with with this. Um, you know, so if we give the movie a number, right? Like I'm seven and a half, eight on this movie. Uh, definitely flaws, right? Uh, but it feels for the for its two and a half hour runtime, it feels it moves really good. Sometimes it moves too fast, right? Uh, if there's a director's cut that digs into some of those other things, I'd really enjoy it. Uh, I like that they went deeper into the lore of the Sith um, and the Jedi as well. I like that they fixed all the shit that went wrong in um, uh, the Last Jedi. Uh, I I I felt cinematography wise. It was fantastic. Like the the whole movie did look beautiful. Sure. Uh, the fights fight scenes were choreographed really really well. Um, you know some of the stuff. You know the, the some of the the Ray Kylo Ren stuff. Uh, you know was was a little forced, a little contrived. Um, but I do like Ben's redemption arc. Like I I do dig that. Um, having him come back. Uh, you know again having him follow in the footsteps of his grandfather even more. Right by turning. And uh, then going back. Also, just going to raise this one point uh, with all these new force powers. If Jedi had the ability to fucking heal people, Anakin Skywalker would have never turned to the dark side because he would have just been like, oh, I just do the healing hand. And then like that's done. Right. But again, I mean, it it, it takes a lot. Apparently, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. Right. But still, if he's going to do that, say Padme, he's going to do that, say Padme. Right. They'd been like, oh, yeah, no, you don't have to be a dark side, just healing hand. Right. Right. And and that's that's it. Um, But favorite it's it's my favorite of the um sequel trilogies right um so uh, yeah yeah i liked it more than force awakens last jedi was kind of trash um and uh i mean i I don't know i'd put it as my fifth favorite star wars movie i thought it was really good yeah so i'm not gonna i'm I'm not gonna rank one yeah i don't want to rank i don't want to rank where they all land on the spectrum um i want to say that you know like you know, were there missed opportunities? Yes. Um, were there underdeveloped characters that we could have gotten more from? Yes. yes. Um, in the end, and this is a classic. This is a classic quote. I don't know who it's from. It doesn't matter. Send them home happy. That's what this is about. This is about send them home happy, right? This yep. is the this is the last movie of this trilogy. Um, I think that it has. I, I think that. Overall, as a trilogy, it has managed to fall underneath the initial, you know, prequels, right? The one through three. It, yeah. As far as where as where it lands. So at this point, just, let's let we're, we're done, and and I'm glad we're done. And I'm not, you know, there are there were good things. I think that when we get to see more of the footage that got cut and some of the things that we could have seen. Um, more, you know, more emperor, more, you know, more Sithy stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to have a a higher opinion. Um, You know, for me, it's like, I don't know, it's like four and a half, five. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it. Like I want to feel it. I just, I'm just, I just don't. Um, Right, right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I just, the whole story arc has worn me that this whole three movie trilogy has worn me out. And I just don't, um, I just don't, you know, just don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I want it to be over. I'm glad it's over. I'm more pumped for the possibility of, you know, all of this pre, um, you know, all this, all this old Republic, all this pre, you know, cursor stuff. The, this canon that has, that has so much untapped potential. Here's, okay. Here's, here's the one thing I, I did want to say. 
and this is wherever this is this is a story arc. This is a what if. If we have a what if, this is the what if. When um, when Lucas gets divorced and, and runs out of money, and he needs to come back and make movies because he's because he's poor again, he makes one through three. Instead of making one through three, he would have he would have been better served making uh, what is essentially um, seven through nine. But the oh man, I can't remember his name. Ah, I'd have to run over to my bookcase to find the book. The extended universe, the, the extended universe book uh, series, the that first. Is- the, the 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 three book series that came about five years after Jedi, and it, it the, had it, it, like the Dark Empire one. I don't think it's Dark Empire. It's right after. It's like five years after Jedi. It's where you see. Um, oh man, I gotta I gotta hold on. I'm gonna see if I can do this in real time because um, it's where you where you see like um, what's her name. Uh, who becomes his love interest? Um, J- Jada Skywalker. Who? Margie. J- so, oh, and so it's so it's 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 the it's the three book series where you're introduced to Margie, who becomes Luke Skywalker's love interest. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. A great, it's it, a great it, art. I think that's dark. That's Dark Empire. I'm almost. Positive. Um, it, well, the comics are Dark Empire. The 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 new the 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 books the non canon books I don't think were considered were, were called quote unquote. Um, I don't think they were considered Dark Empire. It's Timothy Zane's novel series. It was uh, Heir to the Empire and some of the other stuff. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. What, the comics what was, were involved there, but it, it the, the the most important was it, parts, was it the, the Thrawn yes. Dark Redemption, Dark Redemption. Yes. So it's it's yeah. basically the the two most important characters are Grand Admiral Thrawn, who is an amazing character, yeah. uh, and and Mara Jade, who is another amazing character. Um, yeah. You would have had the opportunity to still have. Um, a young enough Luke Skywalker, actually a, a really well placed um, Luke Skywalker, right? Age wise, yeah. um, you could have, you still could have had Palpatine. You could still, still could have all this stuff. You could have nailed that and really did it well. And you could have utilized the actors and actresses that were still from the original movies that are that were still of a good acting age. And you could have really nailed it. Now, Lucas hated that. He hated the uh, Extended Universe canon. So yeah, yeah, he yeah he hated all all Extended Universe stuff. Right. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I I feel like that could have been a good series. There is some annoying shit in there. You know, what I mean, like um, like all, all the kids, like you know, Ben Ben Solo as a kid in those novels is annoying as shit. Yeah, but you can <laughs> your your you know, main, like, your main your main story over three movies is Thrawn and Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker and that whole thing. Yeah, There no, is yeah. little weird stuff in there with the kids, but you don't even have to focus on that. So they could have done that. He could have done that in the 90s. And then this trilogy here could have been one through three now because at this point, you know, everybody that was in one through three, except for the Emperor, um, are, are, are actors that were not in any of the other movies. So you right. could have you could have done that now and gotten away with it. It's just a timing thing. And, you know, I, I, happen, to, I happen to really appreciate that extended universe canon that I think they could have gotten a lot more mileage out of. And it was, a, you know, once again, it's another missed opportunity. But you I know, just really want, I mean, more than anything, I just really want to see more Ewan McGregor as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it sounds like we we're going to get that. 
yeah, so as long as we get that, that's fine. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, in the interest of time, do you want to move on to our next mixed media moment while we're while while, while we're fervent and hot about things? Oh, all right. Let's just we'll we'll try some stuff later. Let's get right into this the the second half of this you know Star Wars themed mixed media moment, and this is going to be the one where we're going to probably both be super like super pumped. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, uh, this is The Mandalorian from Disney Plus, which I do oh, get for free. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, this is the, what is it, eight episodes? Eight episodes written by John Favreau. John Favreau, who has been like the savior of Star Wars, and, and he has, you know, in his directing, uh, you know, he's he's come a long way, and, and he's done a lot of really, ever since, like, uh, what was it, um... Uh, what was it with the beautiful babies? All my beautiful babies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's a good director. I mean, I've, I've been in since. Uh, yeah, you're talking about Swingers, which Swingers, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Amazing sure. movie. Yeah, yeah he's come a long way. So, so yeah. So I really. But appreciate I, still, it. I fucking love Swingers. Swingers is a great fucking movie. It it's is a fucking, great movie. That's what I'm saying. That's though. fucking fantastic. But he's come um, so far to like come come into like into sci-fi and stuff like that. And so yeah, like, no, a hundred percent. And what I really loved about The Mandalorian, um, so we're going to pop right into it, fucking again, spoilers, whatever, go, go watch shit, right? Like, so Everybody's it, watched it, come on. Yeah, so it focuses on a character um, who is a Mandalorian, and unlike Jango and then his son Boba, um, who aren't Mandalorian, right? Like, they are, they are not Mandalorians, they wear Mandalorian armor. Uh, but they're not Mandalorians, uh, and that is established in canon. Um, but uh, uh, it follows uh, the one of the last tribes in the Mandalorians. Um, what I find really interesting about the Mandalorians is they're not a race of people. They are a creed. It's a creed, yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, anybody can be a Mandalorian. Uh, but uh, what I found really, what I really, really, really liked about this is um, even though some of the special effects at times were a little bit hokey, right? Um, uh, like, uh, for the most part, they were pretty good, right? But it, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely video and not, like, high-end <laughs> film, you know? Right, um, sure. Yeah, it, it's really a space western meets a space samurai story meets space lone wolf and cub. Oh, it's, yeah, it's totally I, Lone Wolf and Cub, dude. It's totally Lone Wolf and Cub, dude. It is fucking great. It yeah, is yeah, fucking yeah. great. I agree with um, that. And uh, uh, the guy that plays uh, the Mando, um, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, oh, he, oh, man. Uh, pa- Pascal. Uh, Pascal, yeah, Pedro? Pablo Pascal. Yeah, Pablo pa- Pedro? Pablo, Pedro? Yeah, pa- Pedro Pascal, right? Um, or Pablo. Yeah, I think it's Pedro. Pedro Pascal, who's been in some of the greatest TV shows of all time, right? Like, yeah. Y- the Mandalorian. Yep. Narcos. Narcos for sure. And he's fucking Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like, fucking three of the most badass characters ever put in a TV series, Pedro Pascal has played. And that's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I, and I'm, 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 more, I'm more in this for, um, oh, geez, uh, so two of the two of my favorite characters are going to be you know a uh, hundred and ten. Wow, Jesus, it's going to be like three of them. Uh, you know what? They, the casting was so good. Um, uh, Cardoon, you know I'm going to go there. 
Is is that is that Gina Carano's character? Gina Carano, yeah. We, uh, yeah, yeah. She's fantastic. Love uh, Gina Carano. She's so good. So, so, so yeah, so so good. And yeah. we, I, I'm just like, I am so glad that she's transitioned fully into movies and that she's doing it and that she's living her best life. And uh, yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what I what I really like about Gina Carano, I was talking to somebody about it today. Like, she's like a female action star, right? Uh, I don't know if she's an action star, but she's a female action yeah, character, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and she's a beautiful woman, right? But she doesn't fit like the typical like Hollywood damsel type. You know what I mean? Like she's a fucking beastly, fucking beautiful woman. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like yeah, I, mean, she, I don't, want, I don't want to say beastly. I mean, I, she is, I, she is, she's buff. She's buff. Yeah. She's she's buff as shit, and I will say like following her from from a fight standpoint, like when she used to fight 145, and like got fucked up by Cyborg, right? Like that, you know, that was her only MMA loss. Uh, but I mean, like, who, who do you blame? It's who, yeah, who has a yeah, 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 right, right. Um, she's definitely put on more mass since then, and you know, like maybe juice a little bit, maybe a little bit of juice. <laughs> you know what a I mean? Like, yeah, right. But I mean, well, she's fucking great. She's a great actress. Um, you know, like she's not going to win an, an Oscar. You know, she's they're, they're not going to remake Sophie's Choice and put Gina Carano in it, right? You know what I mean? Right. Um, but right. Uh, for for like an an action movie, um, heroin and things like that, like I I think she's fucking great. Like she's witty enough, she's smart enough, she comes across really really well, and her character is really awesome in this yeah. in this series. Uh, it's fucking great. All the cameos are really fucking great. The Nick Nolte, like I have Nick spoken Nolte, guy. Dude, Nick Nolte. Fucking Nick Nolte, I have spoken. It reminded me so much of this fucking uh, Key and Peel skit where, like, um, Key is playing Lando and Peel is this dude that's, like, working down and he's, like, uh, you know, trying to, like, get on Lando's good side, right? Because he's, like, you know, there's not a lot of brothers in the galaxy or whatnot. And he's, like, yeah, he's, like, I came out here to work with you, man. And they got me down here working with some big dudes. And, like, when I saw Nick Nolte, I was, like, oh, they got me working with the big dudes, you know. Uh, but his character was great. Uh, just Warner fucking Horizon, sick. Carl yeah. Wenders. Oh my god, yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, how about fucking Jason Sudeikis as a, a oh, yeah. fucking <laughs> as, as, a, as a fucking trooper on, on the speeder bike, you know what I mean? Like, that was one of the funniest scenes I'd ever seen uh, in, in my life, right? Like, I thought that was just so... That whole scene is so fucking classic. Yeah. Um, and, and definitely... And- the best, the the clearly the best Mandalorian of the bunch, the armor. Um, oh yeah, she was fucking. She's amazing. It. So like yes. yeah, and and I didn't even realize Taika Waititi was in it as like he was voicing IG Eleven, which is just like super awesome. And I, I love that. I love IG Eleven. I think that's awesome. So it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I think they really they really nailed, and, and that's really one of the things that's like one of the most important things for me is like if you if you nail the casting. Then you're gonna you've already you've already set yourself up for success, and they did the, it so well. The casting was great, and then the other thing that was really important uh, in there is the writing was great, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like it was it was solid from start to finish. The writing's good, the casting good, uh, all People, of that. There, there's good. a little bit of there's a little bit of uh, criticism that it kind of got slow at points, and I think that people were just not. I think they were expecting something different character development wise, but it got, yeah, right, right. You know, like, and I mean, there, 
there was some episodes right where it's like okay let's just progress the story right but i mean still overall it was fucking great uh, yeah, i think bill, people were just chomping at the bit yeah bill burr was fantastic mm. i totally forgot about that yeah bill burr was in that too he was great yeah yeah as a, uh, on, as, a, as a like a boston like or, or whatever yeah, yeah. Right. Whatever his his accent is like, I, I'm so amazed that Bill Burr was able to not say the word fuck uh, yeah. for, you know, for this uh, for this thing. But I mean, start to finish, the, the show was great. I'm so pumped that it's coming back for season two. Um, you know, we can, uh, you know, guess as to what's going to happen with baby Yoda and, and that whole thing. Like, I mean, you know, I, I'm under the opinion that, you know, there there may be some sort of tie-in to what they were doing with the Emperor, bringing the Emperor back, and, and, you know what I mean, and things like that, right? Because uh, they were definitely trying to, like, extrapolate something from the little Yoda-like creature, right? Which we right. don't know what, what the, the name of Yoda's species is. In canon, it's always been just referred to as Yoda's species. So we right. don't know what that species is called. And I love um, that no one knows. Like, no one yeah. is really fully aware of what it is. Yeah. Right. Because that's how, how much the legend of the Jedi had died down. Um, but what I really enjoyed was, like, the history of uh, of the Mandalorians and seeing... Seeing like their sort of warrior culture, um, again, you know, like being brought on on the screen and, and being shown, right? Because so many people just associate Mandalorians with Boba Fett Bounty and Jango Hunters, Fett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, which again, Boba Fett and Jango are not Mandalorians. They just wear the armor. Um, but I, one of one of my one of the best things, and like I was texting with you know some some uh, my guys from work that we you know we all geek out over star wars and it's the last episode and when moff gideon his tie fighter goes down and then you just oh, see the, the saber the, the dark saber oh my fucking god we were just like dark saber uh, <laughs> like yeah like seeing the dark saber in, like, yes seeing the dark saber and it makes sense like i don't know how moff gideon got it and like hopefully they do some uh, tie into that to. right yeah but but like the leader of mandalore always had the dark saber right because the dark saber was created by the first mandalorian jedi ah um, redemption arc ah! yes 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 so what if this what if baby yoda changes the mandalorian to be a fucking jedi and he gets the damn dark saber yeah just so. saying that shit could happen no rush no rush no rush. No rush at all. But Mandalorian is fantastic. Great story. Great acting. Um, great reverence of the source material without taking it over the top, right? Like, it's okay to have some humor in in the Star Wars universe, right? And it doesn't have to be silly slapstick kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having Sudeikis in there and like, you know, them just shooting at that one little canister, right? Because oh my gosh, that was so classic. Terrible shots. They're so great. I mean, it was so great. Uh, it was so fun. So they didn't have to go over the top with it. It was I think it was a perfect balance of of comedy and action and storytelling, right? And um yeah, I mean I can't wait for season two. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I thought it was great. I, th I thought they did it really well. And so I'm looking forward to more of that. And that'll tide me over until, you know, until we get something, you know, Star Wars related two, three years down the line from now, you know, yeah. in, in the theaters. 
Right. And, I mean, you know, a cultural phenomenon in Baby Yoda. No, oh, of course. I mean, I mean could be the meme the, champion of 2019. Oh, I think so. Strong meme game by Baby Yoda. And, I mean, I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful for the Mandalorian, if, not, if for nothing else but the memes that Baby Yoda brought to oh, the Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those just beautiful baby eyes. I mean, ah. Uh. I'm so I'm I'm getting I'm getting mushy just thinking about it. Baby Yoda, just take whatever you want. Just take it. Take whatever you want. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I wish that I could have a stuffed animal, Baby Yoda, and just cuddle it every night. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. It's just it's what I feel. Uh, I would say that I I enjoyed the overall Mandalorian more than uh, Rise of Skywalker, but again, still like both. Um, Yeah. I, I like where the Mandalorian is taking the franchise. Um, I like that J.J. Abrams was able to at least land the plane uh, because both engines were on fire uh, when he took over. So the plane landed, and that's all that matters to me. Jeez. So let's say uh, I want to do before we get out the door. We have yeah. and, and even though this beer is here, I want to do a different. You got to try this because I think people missed out on some stuff, and I missed out on some stuff. So. One thing that the listeners got to try that, you know, our 10 listeners, 12 listeners, they probably already have is our our favorite, our favorite house band, Bears Have Hearts, has a new album. Yeah, sophomore album out uh, out now. It's, it's, it's relatively new. It's been out for a few weeks now. Uh, I got it out right before the, uh, the end of the year. Uh, it's called Momokoa. Um, which is a fictional word made up uh, by yours truly here. He, he, Momokoa represents the bear god uh, that appears on all of our album co- all, all two of our album covers so far. Um, and uh, I, yeah, man, I think it's you know, I, I, you know, again, it's hard to talk about music that you make without being pretentious, right? Um, uh, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like I like the stuff I do. Of course you do, or else you wouldn't fucking do it, right? Um, but I think. Um, there's a there's a lot of growth from a songwriting perspective um as okay. you know we become kind of more of a cohesive band and um uh i feel like uh, alex hawkins our, our vocalist this was a a stronger outing for him even though i thought you know his, his performance on the first album was was fantastic i think he sounds really fucking great on this album um and just overall i think me as a uh, myself as 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 an engineer and um, uh, 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 mixing and mastering uh, engineer, like I, I think this album just sounds leaps and bounds better than the first album. Other people might disagree. It's more of a stripped down kind of raw sound. I use a lot less reverb and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm really proud of it. I hope that people listen to it. I hope they dig uh, you know a couple tracks off of it. Uh, that'd be super great. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. So I, tell me about the uh, tell me about the album uh, uh, the album release party. Oh Tell yeah, so we uh, yeah we played a show um, at uh, Soundbank in uh, Phoenixville. Uh, now, where is this place? Where is this place? This sounds pretty new to me. Yeah, it it, it opened in October. Um, it's uh, it's a place that's owned by uh, our our bass player Ash. It's one of his friends, right? And um, you know we wound up doing a show there. And I was I was a little concerned. Um, we we've never played outside of the city. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't know like what our draw would be, but it, uh, Voss was going to play with us again, uh, but he had hernia surgery and, and was unable to play. So we, we got a, a last minute replacement, uh, uh, a band 
um, called? Oh shit! Uh, what was what was their name? Um, uh, give me one second. Hold on. Um, so uh, Ashes band Marchwood, uh, th- they played. Uh, they were the second band uh, that night, and um, we had a like a literal last minute replacement uh, band called Cliff. Uh, they came in and did half hour, and they were awesome. Uh, I mean, they they took the show in two days, right? Like so, cool. two days before the show, nice. we're like, "Hey, you want to play?" And they're like, "Yeah." So, uh, big shout out to them. Um, but yeah, so it it was a really cool, small, but uh, you know, bigger than like Bourbon and Branch, and there's about a hundred people there. Um, so that was that was great to have. That I had many no, people there was, I had no doubt that you would uh, that you would bring out a crowd. So I didn't feel hurt that I couldn't get across state for it. So. Yeah, you did, yeah, no. you did good, kid. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. It would have been great to have you there, but I get it. It's a long, long ass drive. Um, but uh, yeah, the show show went great. We played mostly uh, new material. Uh, I think we played uh, the album itself is a little longer than our free. It's it's twelve songs, uh, and I think we played eight off the uh, new album and two off the old album. So, what is the plan for the very near future? Are you going to play some more shows on this? And now you have two albums yeah. on your belt, or what? Yeah, so uh, you know, 2020 is going to be the year of playing more shows. Um, yeah, know, buddy. Yeah, so we're looking at uh, we're talking about uh, doing a you know nothing's official yet, uh, but we're talking about doing a show in Westchester at Sprout, uh, opening uh, for another band um, that's you know a Philly area band, but you know a, a little bit more established on the indie scene, um, and then you know just doing more and more shows uh in philadelphia you know like you know my goal this year is to play like kung fu necktie and johnny brenda's and go back to uh bourbon and branch and um get some of that we might do a show in chicago uh with some friends there and uh yeah right right and maybe even a show in cleveland with some friends um so yeah i mean i you know hopefully we 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 play you know five six times this year yeah yeah give me some dates yeah, Let let's, let's say five times. I think that's realistic. Um, yeah, man. But uh, it's great. We're working on a cover tune. I can't can't divulge any of that, but it's going right to be on. fucking fantastic. Uh, I I've been we've been toying with the idea of cover tunes, and like when Rico Kasich died, we were playing. You know, there's a couple of pra- um, practice tapes of us, you know, playing like uh, just what I needed by the Cars and stuff like that, uh, which is a fantastic song. But I, I've decided if I'm going to do a cover tune, it's going to be something extremely fucking epic. Uh, that'll you know, people will be like, I can't believe they're fucking playing this song. So that's what we're working on now. We'll see if it goes anywhere. You're gonna play Drive. Just just admit it. We're not. We're not. All right. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. I will definitely be in. I'm I'm in Philly mid April. Okay. Um, to see Anti Ballas. Uh, they're touring on a new album, so I'm gonna go. That's my fate. One of my fave uh, Afrobeat groups. So I'll be in town for that. But. Um, Westchester, Cleveland, Chicago, those are all really, really interesting uh, places, venues for me that I would love to go to. So, Yeah, no, for sure. Cleveland's not far from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, what, an hour and a half maybe. So. Yeah, hour and a half, yeah. So, all right, good. So I want to piggyback because I want to I wanna get us out the door, but in a reasonable time frame. But normally we would do a future imperfect where we'd, we'd look ahead. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to take a look back at 2019, and I wanted to, uh, I, I thought we would just do a quick uh, music and review in 2019, and, and we could kind of talk about our favorite album of the year. 
Um, and I kind of know what yours is, so it makes this segment easy for me. So, um, you know, you're going to tell me that your favorite album this year was Spiritualized. And Nothing Hurt? Yeah. Was that, th- was that this year or was that 2018? Ah, man, I thought that was this year, but shit, was I oh. wrong? Let me look it up real, real quick. Um, I could be wrong, but time flies, bro. Time flies when you're having so much fun. It does. It does. Um, and it was released. Come on, Internet. Tell me. It was released September 7th, 2018. Oh! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hold on. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's let's see, because I I will give you a a um uh, uh uh my favorite album of um uh 2019 if I can verify that. The, why don't you go first while I look this up? <laughs> right on. So I um I uh I guess the favorite one of if not my favorite album this year is uh, Purple Mountains by purple mountains okay um so purple mountains is a solo project of um wow man i'm trying to remember his name but it was the um singer and main um idea man for um pavement and the silver jews oh that would be steve malkmus not steve malkmus the other guy the uh, the other really important um Oh yeah, because Steve Malkmus wasn't in the Silver Jews, was he? Um, uh, no, he was kind of a part-time. David Berman, I'm sorry. David um, Berman, yeah. I loved. Um, I didn't really listen to Pavement so much. Um, I love Pavement. Love Pavement. Love the Silver Jews. Um, American Water uh, from in '98 was one of my is is one of my favorite albums. It's just so good. Um, the wordsmithing is just excellent. Um, but David Berman had a. a, a he had a long, he had a long battle with depression. Uh, it showed like it was it was very clear in his music that he struggled, um, and so unfortunately he, you know, we lost him last year uh, in August prior to actually touring on this album. They were just getting ready to tour on this album, and he committed suicide in August, and uh, which uh, is totally sad. Um, you know, yes. it's, uh, I you know, it's one of those things where it takes me back to. Um, when we were talking about Black Star, when David Bowie died, and, and you could kind yeah. of you could kind of get that feel that there was a cry for help in there, and you know, in the music, and sometimes I don't know if we react or respond the way that we should when we kind of hear those cries for help. So, um, Purple Mountains is an album. Uh, there's a lot of songs that were that that to me come off as a as a cry, you know, uh, as 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 a cry for help. And, but um, you know, once again, the wordsmithing is 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 amazing. The sound is really good. It's it's a kind of a folksy country, you know, type of music, and um, not folksy country, but it's 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 rock music. But it's it's got a you know it's got a, a more mellow tinge to it, and I, I kind of like that. And, um, you know, normally I would I would probably I would probably pick something completely different, but um, this is something that you know it hits me in the in the feels. Um, yeah. So you know, to me that was you know that was an album of the year for me. Nice, nice, and uh, I I think we should put Spotify links uh, to to the album on the Facebook page, so if oh, people yeah. want to check them out, they definitely should. Um, 
just want to touch I'll, I'll get to my favorite album of 2019 in a second here uh just but while we're on on, on, the, on the subject of just albums i think people should listen to and about depression things like that uh my favorite album of 2016 was uh painting of a padding attack by frightened rabbit um the the main 2016 2016 painting of a panic attack by frightened rabbit unbelievable okay. album uh scott hutchinson in 2018 uh, scott was the mastermind between behind frightened rabbit al john master system things like that just brilliant musician he uh he took his own life in 2018 uh so i mean i i, I think if you you listen to that album i'm sure similar to this one there's just warning signs everywhere you know what i mean yeah. and um yeah. and and you know i'll just you know if if anybody if any of you 12 or 15 people you know uh talk to somebody if you're you know what i mean like i hate to turn this into a psa but you know what i mean uh you're loved you're wanted to be here so reach out it, fuck it, reach out to, reach out to us on facebook we'll talk to you all fucking day it doesn't matter i mean I, you um, know this is this is a weird thing because like um middle-aged and older white men are very highly susceptible to depression and suicide which is a really weird thing um, that's not to say that we're the only, you know, white men are the only ones that get like, you know, that commit suicide, but the, the statistics are, are getting worse. And so like, I think that that's one of those things where, and especially artists, man, artists, artists, oh, yeah. it's, it's, artists really have it, man. So, uh, you know, I think we're just trying to say, you know, if you see it and, you know, just, just be a human being, you know, put down your cell phone and be a yeah, human yeah. being, you know? Agreed, 100%. So. And to not end on a down note, I'm going to end with my favorite of the album of 2019. It is called uh, This Is Not a Safe Place uh, by Ride. Um, it's it's a fantastic album. It's their second album since reforming. Um, it was really between that and Future Ruins by Swerve Driver, their second album since reforming. Uh, two epic 90s uh, shoegazing bands. Uh, but this Ride album, This Is Not a Safe Place, is a really huge return to form um and an amazing example of what like pristine pop and shoegazing looks like in the modern era um from like there's a song on there called kill switch and it's just it's great like their first album when they reformed was called weather diaries it was pretty good uh, but with this second album, I'm like, holy shit, Ride is back. And they're on top of their game, and they're better than ever. Nice. Um, so that's that's really my album of 2019. Is definitely really, Andy, your, your, your favorite album is Shoegazing. What the fuck? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I mean, what the fuck else was there this year? Uh, this it's, it's it's been a weird it's been a weird three years 2016 was a, a real high um but yeah you know like uh i don't know maybe the charlatans uk will start making music again i have, I have, I have no idea um but uh yeah that that's that's my album 2019 i'm definitely going to listen to the album that you suggested um love the silver, silver jews love pavement pavement is one of my favorite bands of all time um always always has been nice uh, since crooked rain um okay you know it's just kind of like that's like the album that you don't want to say you got into pavement uh, you know like the album with haircut on it or cut your hair you know what i mean or hair yeah haircut is what it's called 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's that's like their biggest smash hit, and I would oh, really okay. like to say say that I've been in it since you know Slanted and Enchanted, but I mean, if I'm being honest, it was Crooked Rain that got me into to pavement. Um, that's it. What a, what the fuck am I talking about? Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, yes, yes. I'm not so hardcore that I was. I wasn't in on Slanted and Enchanted. Sorry, guys, I wasn't I was, there from the beginning. Yeah, I was. I got into Poster Children on Future Citizen. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a sellout. <laughs> like <laughs> late to nobody, the game, bro. No, nobody knows that band from Champaign, Illinois, but I do. So I mean, that's all that matters, right? Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> albums to check out movies to check out for sure but if there's one thing you should check out it's the mandalorian uh if you haven't watched it i don't know what the fuck you're doing i i don't know how you found this show really if you if you haven't watched the mandalorian um but yeah that's there's one that's thing it. to check out it's check out gina carano she's gonna punch somebody in the face and then just uh, just marvel at her amazing amazement yes yes What's a, I, I kind of like I don't want to be like that crass you know what I mean but like remember Monty Python and the Holy Grail yes yeah, yeah. he's like well, she comes from a good family she's got huge tracts of land yeah <laughs> Uh, so look, I'm, I'm, uh, in a, I'm in a thirst posting group on the internet, and uh, you know, it's and it's not strictly limited to just Gina Carano. It is, it is all of the Mandalorian. I mean, there's no Nick Nolte and, and Warner Herzog thirsting, thank God. But yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then there's a lot of us who are like, yeah, dude, we've, you know, you know, some of us saw Gina. Her, our first exposure to her was her punching people in the face. So yes, yeah. Right, yeah, and I, she was on a reality show about like uh, girls fighting, like she, she when she was doing Muay Thai, um, so like yeah, whatever. Uh, she's she's awesome. Yeah, she was she was Ronda Rousey before Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Um, yeah, and she's a better actress in my opinion. That so too. There, there's there's that. So, but anyways, Ronda Rousey's uh, a robot. Yes, exactly, exactly. In the WWE, they prove that. Um, but anyways. Oh, speaking of, speaking of the WWE, fuck it, right? Like, we'll just go one second longer. Oh, let's do here's, it. Here's, here's another thing you got to try. Um, there is a Million Dollar Man documentary, a Ted DiBiase documentary on Amazon Prime, and it's totally worth watching. Oh, how he totally, how he totally goes into, like, hardcore into Christianity. Oh, yeah, yeah, hardcore into Christianity, yep. but how he was a total piece of shit before that. Right? Was but, he a total piece but, of shit? Oh yeah, he was like cheating on his wife and all this other well, stuff. Well, there's that. Yeah, I mean the pro, look. I, I'm not as, as somebody who fought pro wrestling and, and the dirt sheets and stuff. Um, pro wrestlers, oof, the oh, terrible, oof. terrible people, terrible, terrible oh, but, human beings. But, but I mean, it has it has some great DiBiase, old school DiBiase bits in there. Like remember when like he was like yeah, you know, the little kid if he bounces the basketball 15 times he gets 500 <laughs> bucks and he kicks it out of his hand on 14. Like fucking <laughs> Oh God! For those of yes. us that for those of us that are in, if there's a top ten list of guys who uh, who could have been a world champ, who should have been a world champion and never got the chance, Ted DiBiase is in that top ten list, no doubt. Oh yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Ted DiBiase was he was awesome. He he was world champion, but he never really like won it, right? Um, right, right. So. Uh, but yeah, Ted, really Ted, not, man, he bought it. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's America. I think he had Vir- he had Virgil do something. You know, you know that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. So, 
But anyways, oh man, the, the the wheels have really fallen off this train. But that's it. We should do an entire old school wrestling episode. I would um, love that. Yeah, let's let's plan that out as well. Oh, you know, and just speaking of old school wrestling, sorry guys, one last thing. Just future future imperfect. Would somebody make a George Steele documentary, please, for me? If for nothing else, George the Animal Steele, I need that documentary. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna splice together. Uh, I'm gonna splice together um, matches of his, and then I'm gonna splice together some of the interviews he did, like in his later years, because the guy he's from Pennsylvania and he's yeah. like a professor and he's double yeah, he's smart. He's like a fucking genius. He's a he's genius. Like a fucking genius, and he got famous by fucking painting his tongue green and eating the stuffing out of turnbuckles. Oh yeah. I so fucking... like the the stories, like the stories he would tell from like the road and stuff like his stories are great like talking about like hogan and andre and um just that whole everything it's amazing so yeah i would totally put that together myself i'll splice that shit i'll yeah, do let's, it let's, let's do it georgia animal steel documentary coming to you 2021 <laughs> a from the outside looking in production a production yeah yeah, that's a hundred percent what's gonna happen. All right, but anyways, we'll stop there. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for talking about wrestling. And um, you know, remember, kids. Uh, I don't know. Fucking Pat, you do this one. Remember, oh, kids. Do it. Do do a fucking wrestling. Remember, kids. Uh, say your prayers. Take your vitamins. And um, you know. Some Hulk Hogan shit. I don't know. Just don't initiating self, initiating self destruction sequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Deuces, everyone. Deuces. Deuces.